Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Roisin. And welcome to the Fitness Fertility Podcast. This podcast is all about how improving your physical fitness can help support you on your very own fertility journey. I'm a personal trainer who specialises in training women with fertility problems. I myself have PCOS and have had two beautiful boys, and I'm on a mission to help you do the same. Before we get into it, we will be discussing adult themes such as where do babies come from, pregnancy loss and bereavement. We may also be sweary from time to time. We are optimistic, lighthearted girls, but we know this is a really stressful time for some of our listeners. We respect that. Welcome to today's show. Roshan and I are here today to talk to you about the F word. Now we know that Maria is incredibly polite as a person, so it's not the F word that may first come to mind. <laughs> and it's probably not the second one either. We are here today to talk about fun. Fun. One of the key things that I would say is very much forgotten. And to be honest, just just not really allowed on this fertility journey. So we're here to talk about fun. We're just going to look at some of the fun things that you could do in 2023 to try and help you survive your fertility journey for next year. And we're doing this now because we know Christmas can be a really difficult time for anyone on the fertility journey. And as some of you may know, Maria is a veteran of her <laughs> fertility journey as well as being a PT that specializes in helping women to have babies. But I was quite shocked how difficult it is for people on their fertility journey during Christmas. Christmas is just horrific when you're trying to have a child. And I think there's so many different reasons for this. It's a massive market in the year. By next Christmas, I want to be pregnant or I want to have a baby in my arms. That's it. And it's such a massive trigger for people in the year. And then I was thinking, okay, well, why is it such a massive trigger? It's not just that it's a, a calendar marker, if you like. It's everything about Christmas is about children. It is quite literally about the baby Jesus. And I say that with respect. So if you are religious, it is quite literally based around the birth of Jesus. But even if you're not religious, even if it's more of like a, a family event for you, it's still all based around kids. You've got Santa bringing presents for the kids. You've got grandparents doting on the kids. I mean, you might disagree with me, Horatian, I don't know. Christmas isn't for adults. Christmas is for kids. And therefore, it's so triggering for people. I know. And I think actually Christmas is about 45 minutes. <laughs> and it's the 45 minutes between getting up on Christmas morning, the kids see the presents, and then they just go slightly nuts. And then the joy mm -hmm. of that, it's that mm -hmm. kind of slight explosion of excitement. And when you're in with extended families and you're there with grandparents and aunties and uncles, I didn't really understand how difficult that could be for someone that didn't have a baby, didn't have mm. a child in, in amongst that. I certainly would have assumed that the people in the room without children are the ones that chose to not have children. I wouldn't have naturally assumed that there was an infertility problem. It puts a whole new perspective on it when you think, oh, someone else is trapped with me when I'm there with my kids having all the fun <laughs> in the world and they just have to sit there, grin and bear it. I don't know how one prepares for that. Yeah, that's a good question. Did you prepare for that? Preparing for Christmas when you're on a fertility journey, for me, it would be telling the people you are comfortable with, I'm going to find this hard. If I'm quiet, please just leave me be as a preparation thing. I have a big family and I've always loved Christmas. And actually, you were right about the anticipation. But when you're going through fertility, all that does go out the window. If you're comfortable doing so, look, I'm going through a difficult time right now. I might not be my normal, lively self. Mentally preparing, it's okay for you to go and have some quiet time. It's okay for you to go and take some space. And I think for me, that was one of the ways I prepared to go through Christmas. 
lot of it depends on where you're at in your fertility journey. So if you started IVF, and let's say it's your first round of IVF, you might actually be quite excited because finally you've started. So actually Christmas might be quite joyful for you, even if you're not pregnant or even if you don't have kind of baby in arms yet because you've finally started. And it might have taken you three years to get to that stage. So you're like, do you know what? Next year's going to be my year. Boom. And obviously we very much hope that it is, but it can be the other way where your period's due on Christmas day. So you don't care about Christmas. You just want to know if your period's going to come. It can very much depend on what stage of the journey you're at. And then following on from that, the other thing that makes it hard to come back to your preparation question is if you are trying to keep it a secret from people, what's Christmas filled with? Booze. Quite often people will have a drink very early in the morning. It's coffee, it's booze, it's chocolate, it's sugar. It's all of these things that if you're trying to conceive, if you're going through IVF, if you're going through fertility, you know, you're supposed to lay off of quite significantly. So when it comes to preparing, that can be really difficult because are you going to have to do the thing where you're not drinking because you're in the two week wait and you're having to hide it from people and you get your partner, if you've got a partner to, you know, sip your Prosecco when you all do the toast. So I think a lot of the preparation depends on where you're at. And also how much your family know as well. I suppose if your family do know, that gives you a certain latitude at Christmas mm. to, mm. as you said, take yourself off. If this is something that you can't share with the group, so to speak, this is mm. where it gets tricky, doesn't it? Because you mentioned booze, for example, or, or sugar or mm. coffee or whatever, even if you're just trying to stay really in the work, so to speak you know exactly what the chat's going to be. It's only a day. Have a drink, loosen up, let your hair down. Have the quality street, eat the chocolate, eat the after eight. What do we do when we're tense? We go back to the things that give us comfort. It's a glass of wine. It's a bar of chocolate. And all of this can be seriously stressful for partners because both of you are trying to hold each other to quite a high standard in a situation where everyone wants you to reduce your standards and no one can understand why you're behaving the way that you're behaving. We all know about Christmas. We're locked in. There's nowhere to go. I completely agree with you. And you've also hit on two other things there that are really important in the fertility journey. Obviously, a lot of our listeners and a lot of people in the fertility journey, it's all about BMI. If your visit with the gynecologist or your clinic is the first week in January, you need to be at that 29 BMI. Christmas can be really difficult because it is really tempting and there is the quality street and there is the after eights and, you know, it's really hard. There is also something immensely stressful about being surrounded by people who are really concerned about you. Oh, it's so annoying. <laughs> with love. I say that with love and appreciation, but it can be really stressful. So stressful dealing with other people's stress about you. Well, I think we've made the case pretty well that Christmas is difficult. It's triggering. And yeah. oftentimes you are absolutely swimming against the tide. So I suppose that begs the question, well, that's what we kind of can't do. What can we do? I think just going outside and walking is a massive one. And I know it sounds really, really simplistic, but getting off the phone, it's getting off mum's net, it's getting off Google. And it is just having a little break from the pressure and from people looking at you and from people wondering why you're not drinking and you're not eating as much a lot of this is about control and I think it's a really good time to reflect and to start to plan for the coming year. Even if you're not putting into action in these two weeks, everything that you want to do, it's a really nice space to sit down, reflect and prepare for when January comes. The other thing a lot of people do is they just go away for Christmas. If you don't want to do Christmas, just don't do it. If that makes your life easier this year and if that's what's better for your mental health, then I don't see anything wrong with that at all. Opting out is absolutely a way mm -hmm. forward. So we're back to the outdoor idea and to sort of getting out 
I'm a great believer in habit stacking. Have you heard of habit stacking? Could you explain it so that we know we're on the same page? A habit stack is basically putting something that you don't want to do with something that you do want to do. And mm. therefore, you're more likely to change the habit. One of my habit stacks is I don't particularly like ironing, for example. When I am ironing, that is my time to watch Netflix. Okay, so that's mm -hmm. my dedicated box set time. So you better believe that ironing is getting done because on a Sunday <laughs> night, I catch up on, on all the good TV. So when we're talking about Christmas and getting outside and going for a walk, if you're not a natural walker, do a habit stack. Get your headphones on, bring your phone, listen to something, some great music or a great podcast or a great audiobook. You're more likely to walk for longer and enjoy it and just get lost for half an hour. You know, Christmas will be in the house when you come back. It'll be fine. The tinsel will still be there. It will. If you can't get out or if you've already gotten out and it's still not enough, the other <laughs> thing that I, I think is, is really good is reading or some journaling. Journaling is basically this writing down your thoughts and your hopes and your dreams. Everyone around January comes out with their resolutions and we all want to lose weight. We all want to get fit. Mm. We all want to reduce our alcohol intake. And let's face it, for most of our listeners, we all want to have a baby. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So that's where we start. There are starting points. So how, how do we mind map it? How do we really want to do it? What's our plan? If we had the dream scenario for next year, how would we go about it? What could we drop and what could we pick up and do it in an enjoyable way? And I find that just that sense of to set it out, that it is achievable, enjoyable, and therefore sustainable. Smart targets actually really work. So for those of you who like to structure your thoughts, because basically what you were saying, Roshan, is everybody's going to put down, lose weight, and everybody's going to put down, get fitter. They're not really that helpful when it comes to goal setting because they're not specific enough. I did actually use these the other day. I've been doing some work for 2023 and all my training plans, which I'm actually really excited about. But to help me focus, I genuinely did do this. So your smart targets are whatever your goals are, whatever your targets are, you have to make them specific. Let's go with the weight loss, seven pounds. Okay, so it's specific. It's measurable, achievable. The achievable is really important because again, like you said, it has to be a realistic achievable goal. Is it relevant to you? Well, yeah, because you want to have your fertility treatment. So it's really important. And is it time bound? Well, this is the T, you would say yes, because I need to have lost that weight in the next 12 weeks. And it does make it a much more solid, practical, realistic way of, of setting out those goals. So smart targets for anyone that's actually interested in doing it, they, they really work. And there is something in the writing it down. Yeah, massively. Invest in some nice stationery, take yourself off and start developing. Well, what's my smart targets? There's certain parts of the fertility journey that you can control and there's parts that are outside your control. Just getting the, the bits that you can control down on paper is so valuable. It's huge. Sorry for this slight interruption, but with January fast approaching, I am delighted to announce that I'm offering a virtual welcome evening on Wednesday, January 4th, where you can ask me any questions around fitness for fertility. I'll be explaining how to get your BMI down and prepare for IVF in a fertility safe way. I'll also be explaining how my fitness fertility training works. All you need to do is head over to my website at fitnessfertility.com and click on the welcome evening link and sign up for free. I'm looking forward to seeing you all there. Let's just talk about other F things, fun things. How do you have fun? How do you chill out? What would you recommend to our listeners? If you really want a complete escape from anything Christmassy, unfortunately, you will need Apple TV for this, but I, th I think they give you a free month or something like that. It's based on a book that I love called Shantaran, and it is an epic, epic Indian adventure. It's about a 
gentleman that is on the run from Australia and how he tries to disappear in the Mumbai slum. And because he's got a little bit of nerds training, he kind of becomes the doctor for the slum. He's a useful guy. He's a smart guy. And he finds himself in a great deal of trouble and love and intrigue. It is an epic adventure. That sounds amazing. It's called Shantaran. Shantaran. Okay, I'm going to look that up. And it is based on a true story. If you haven't got access to Apple TV and you just want to read an epic story of a man going to India. No, yeah, the book is a tome, but it is worth every single page. Go on a big adventure all the way into January, thinking about things to watch on TV. Roshin and I did used to watch America's Next Top Model, didn't we, Roshin? I would like to say it was when America's Next Top Model was insanely popular. But the reason I'm bringing this up is I think when you're going through a really difficult time, when you're on a really difficult fertility journey, when you're hopped up on hormones from IVF, if you want to watch America's Next Top Model and you want to binge watch it, why not? You know, you've got enough rubbish going on. One of my guilty pleasures is Grey's Anatomy. And I would like to say seasons one to five, amazing, binge worthy. And it is pure escapism. I have never watched Grey's Anatomy. Genuinely, some of the best TV I've ever seen. To go back to what you were saying at the very beginning, Roshin, about surviving or preparing, I think give yourself permission that it's okay to sit down and watch multiple episodes of something that isn't even that good. That's okay. Don't feel guilty. Give yourself permission, whatever it is to get yourself through the Christmas season. That I think it's okay to psychologically say, this is okay, I'm allowed to do this. There is very few times in the year where it's a mandated stop. Take it, it's there for you. It won't be there in a week's time and everyone's going to be Mm -mm. back on their schedules. Rest days and fitness are massively important because rest days allow you to build muscle, they allow you to recover, and they allow you to come back and do the next workout. And actually, psychologically, I love the idea of rest days because you need a break. And if you don't have the break, you are going to eventually just burn out completely. I think embrace it, go with it, enjoy, if you can, Christmas in any way. And if that means that you lock yourself in a room and you have a rest and you watch rubbish on TV, if that means that you're okay to come back in two weeks time, then I think it's totally worth it. What would you recommend for a Christmas read? I am reading My Brilliant Friend and I'm in the second book of My Brilliant Friend. I love it for a lot of reasons. I love it because it's based in Italy and my family are Italian. Um, It was actually on Netflix, but I've intentionally not watched it because I like to read the books first. And it's about a friend relationship between two girls growing up in really poor Italy. It's about their relationship. What happens is they struggle through really poor upbringing. It's their friendship love story. So that's what I am reading at the minute. I'm really enjoying it, actually. A beautiful story about friendship. And actually, that ties in really importantly to your trying to conceive journey because you need your people on this journey. And a lot of the time people take to Instagram and to social media is because you need to find people that genuinely get what you're going through. If you don't have those people in your life, if you don't have your support network, this journey is basically impossible. You need your friends when you're going on this journey. And that could be one of your objectives of next year if you have, for whatever reason, been keeping this to yourself. Maybe just... Write a list of potential confidants, put them through an interview process. (laughs) Joking, but have a think about, is there someone that you could start a conversation with? Mm -hmm. And I understand it's a very vulnerable position opening up about Mm -hmm. this. As Maria said, the more people on your team, helpful people, the better. Sometimes this unfortunately is a bit more of a marathon than a sprint. The team is important. Yeah. Maria, are you willing to write down something over Christmas that you're going to try and begin from the 1st of January? My plan was to 
get better at stuff that I'm already doing, which I, I do appreciate sounds like a cop out, but it I don't mean it as a cop out. I mean, because I've slightly fallen off the wagon, like I'm still running and I'm still going out. A couple of months ago, I did 17 miles, which I was really proud of because that was my longest ever run. And recently, I don't think I've run more than 5k. So for me, I'm actually going to do myself an exercise plan rather than just like haphazardly going back out because I notice a huge difference. If I follow a plan, I get fitter. My weight stays constant. If I don't follow a plan, I'm a bit up and down. So for me, it was to get back into the healthy habits. I want to get back to being consistent and I want to get my healthy habits nice and consistent again, rather than me just randomly doing stuff. Yeah. And maybe one of the best ways to do that is look for a quick run that may be going on in January in your area, put some money into it. It's usually a good way to kind of push you across the line. One of the things I want to try this year, you have to let me know if you want to come, Roshan, is I want to do a colour run. Yes. Yeah. I'd love to do a colour run. I have actually been looking into it to book it in for next year. There's lots of different colour runs out there and they are a fun run. Okay, so that's what I want to emphasize. They are a fun run. They're about 5K-ish in length. You go into a really fun route and there's just loads of like paint powder and it's just loads of different colors. There are obstacles, there's music. By the end of it, you're just covered head to toe in loads of different colors. And I've actually found one called Color Obstacle Rush that tours the UK. I was thinking of the time when me and you did, do you remember the inflatable one we did? Bubble run. Was it a bubble run? Is that what it was? Can you remember this better than me? It was both. It was called a bubble run, but it was mostly inflatables. It was just really good fun. And we've got hilarious pictures of that day. So what I was thinking was, in line with my like consistent training and stuff, I just want to do some fun things. I just want to go and have a laugh and like actually laugh out loud because I think people underestimate laughing out loud. The healing effect of laughter. And again, that's something that over the course of the next couple of days when we are a bit tucked in with family. These are things that I know I get great benefit out of just taking myself away and this researching, <laughs> plotting and planning. <laughs> and there's nothing like a good fun plan to brighten your spirits. I think at the end of the day, we, we are planning on having fun because it is really important, but we don't underestimate how difficult this time of year is for everybody. And we are lighthearted and we are optimistic, but we appreciate this is a really difficult season for a lot of people and if we can help in any way whether it's suggesting movies reading a good book going to a color run then you know i hope that little bit of fun helps i think the habit stacking is really important that we've talked about today i think that's a really really good way to build up healthy habits so doing something that you don't like like the ironing with doing something that you do like like watching um the netflix if you just need time to go and have a little bit of quiet time on your own when you're with your family, to get out of the why you're not drinking, why you're not eating all the food. I think that's absolutely fine as well. There's a lot that you can do to try and help you get through this season. And remember, we're always here at the Fitness Fertility Podcast, even if you want to go to our back catalogue. Get in touch. I would like to say one of the joys of this year has been people getting in touch to say thank you for talking about um, resistance training, to say thank you for talking about nutrition, and also just reaching out and asking me and Roshan questions. That makes me happy. I think the idea of helping people is amazing and that genuinely makes me happy. And we've had loads of people reaching out this year. So if you wanna get in touch with us, please do. It makes everything we do really worthwhile and we're just delighted to be able to help. And we will be back with you in 2023. Oh my, I don't know if I'm ready. I feel like I've lost two years because of COVID. I don't know how we've got to 2023. I feel like we should be in about 2019. Do we get to go back in time when it comes to age or do those years count? I don't count them. Because I feel like I should be two years younger. Okay, 
I'm taking two off. We will be back with our first episode of the year and we're going to be looking at TTC 2023. Yeah. So tune in for the first episode. We are excited already. We've got loads of plans. But yeah, TTC 2023. So make sure you come back. And have a wonderful Christmas and a happy new year. Thank you so much for listening to this week's show. Remember to subscribe to get a shiny new episode each week and please rate, comment and really importantly share with your friends, especially our trying to conceive sisters. You never know who's struggling and they may need that little bit of extra help. This may come as a surprise, but we are not doctors. We strongly recommend that you consult your doctor before beginning any exercise or nutrition program. Get everything checked out first. Your safety is our priority. This has been a Worth a Listen production.